Welcome to the show. Yes. Welcome to week whatever the hell we're in right now. Yeah. Uh, to whatever box you're looking at, you got craze in the building. That's the hookah guy smoking his hookah. <laughs> Down below, we got Jayla. What's up? What up, though? And Benny is back. The real is back. Benny, 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 you look slightly different. I know we haven't seen you in a couple weeks, but uh, you look slightly different. Before we went live on YouTube, Benny didn't have a shirt on, and he showed us his pecs. His muscular pecs. And he's looking like crazy. Who's he looking like with no shirt on? Like a Dominican Adonis. Benny's health game is serious. Yo, I've been show is produced by Trees Productions. What you said? I've been eating mad protein and greens, bro. Niggas mad them greens. Them mad. greens, huh? So anybody that's hold on, let me switch. Let me switch to the live. See, Yo, Benny's you, over there getting cut, and the only thing I'm getting is more cuts in between my cheeks. On YouTube, so if you go to, you clicked on the link in our bio. Go to the YouTube page. It will be live. Demon or MM Rick? Hey, MM Rick. Big homie. Yo, you got to shout out our director. Uh, Trees Productions in the cut. Uh, heck off, but he's in the building. Uh, you got CJ. Yeah. Ooh. Our photographer. Our photographer, Clarence Wright. All I see is green eyes, y'all. I'm going by CJ from now on. H, who's our guest tonight? Keep it simple. Our guest tonight is UFC flyweight contender Jessica Evil Eye. Contend- She's ranked number one in the UFC flyweight rankings. She just fought for the title last year. Um, her last fight was in December. She fought uh, Vivian Arojo. It's a Brazilian last name, so if I butchered it, I'm sorry. Uh, I got some questions. We got Mike Piazza in the building. Mike Piazza is in the building. He's we got a Hall of Fame baseball player and a UFC fighter that will be in the building. Isn't that yo. insane? Yo, a bunch of quarantine. We haven't really talked. I feel like this week went by Matt quick, bro. Um, we haven't. Uh, how's your quarantine going, Craze? Um, it was cool. You know, it was it was like a little sad on Sunday. It was Mother's Day. Um. I didn't really get to see my mom, but the rest of the week was chill. I feel like um, I've been going strong. I, this is my only my second hookah in the last two weeks, so um, progress. 
Is is he is he is he saying the truth, Benny? I was smoking hookah Sunday, right, Benny? Yeah. Yo, congratulations, man. You gotta come back with the hookah, man. Yo, yo, Benny's my inspiration. But he 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 did cut his beard though. Listen, which, which uh, threw me off. It's coming back. It's coming back. How was your mother? Kayla, happy uh, belated Mother's Day. We wish belated you Mother's Day. Happy uh, congrats you. on the launch of the podcast. Thank Yo. You. Thank I'm, you. I'm ready. What happened? I said I'm ready for that podcast. I'm excited. It's been going well. Um, we did the launch on Mother's Day. Um, for me, it was a bittersweet Mother's Day because my daughter and my mom are both in Florida. So I kind of spent it here. Um but I had a good Mother's Day. I mean, it was very chill, very low-key, the best thing I could do. And then yesterday I spent kind of like watching Disney movies on FaceTime with my daughter. So we just sat there for a couple hours and watched a couple movies, watched Snow White and Alice in Wonderland and just kind of working still on the on the on everything. Who's on your Disney Plus shit? I as as you can tell, I have Mickey over there last time, I have here. My daughter's dressed like a princess. Hey. Oh, so your daughter's uh, featured guest this week on the podcast, along no. with Piazza. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's my daughter's our our guest. So we haven't heard a lot from Benny. So Benny, what's going on, man? You've been away for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, bro. I've been uh, just doing my thing, bro. I go for walks. I go for runs. I take my bike rides. This is the most active. Like 200 push-ups. I'm doing, I just started doing 100 squats a day. So, so Nigga was bird hunting the other day, too. <laughs> bird tell hunting? Him, tell him about our bird uh, situation, bro. Oh, shit. A bird snuck into my, to my room. Oh! A little bird. Baby bird. <laughs> A baby bird snuck into my room, and the dude was living here for like two days, I think. <gasps> so I kept hearing him. Like I thought he was outside, and I was like, "Yo, this motherfucker won't shut up." And then I, I mean, you, you didn't feed the bird. <laughs> Grace, Grace, and we took him outside. But I don't know if he could fly. I don't, I don't think. I don't um, think he could fly yet. So oh, we threw. He threw him out the window, but. I don't know if you flew. I don't know what happened. Yo, <laughs> is it the ASPCA? Is it that? that that's what's going to come knocking at the... Did you, you, so you just kind of threw him out the window? The, and you, I don't know. Maybe he learned how to fly. <laughs> Listen. You had a fly, fly, fly or... What is it? Flight or, or die or whatever? Fight, came, fight or flight. Yeah. came in through a window. Yeah. Some way, somehow... So I just put him in a box and placed him outside on the window. I don't know what happened to him after that. <laughs> that sounds Benny a little bit more said, reasonable. That story just changed because Benny just said he threw the bird out the window. <laughs> right. No, he, didn't, he placed him out the window. But, but we're on the seventh floor, so I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, she just texted me. She'll be five minutes late, but okay. that's fine. 
That's fine. We get to continue our little. So we're still talking to Benny. Uh, we want to know how Benny got super brolic in three weeks. Oh, shit. Y'all want to know? And you look refreshed, by the way. Your eyes look, you look like you got some sleep finally. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> so let me tell y'all. Oh. Let me show y'all what I got here, bro. Oh, I got my green. This right here, this is the green powder right here. You got to drink this every day one time. This is two servings of vegetables, bro. Oh, my God. I got my one a day. Ooh. And then you got to keep your skin popping. So I got, I got my, I got a bunch of masks for my face. <laughs> and I got, I got a, I got a cream for the day, right? I got a face moisturizer for your neck because you got to keep your neck tight too, bro. Right, that's actually very important. Face and neck, right? That's the morning time. And okay. then I got a night one right here. This is for the nighttime before you go to bed. You moisturize. All right? So oh, then I got my, my... Oh, there's more. These are my pills. My, these are the, the, the steroid pills right here. Oh, wait, hold on. There it is. Then I got right here, right here. Then what I got this... Vaccine? Uh, seed. This is oh. a superfood. Take one of those, like three of those every day. So he that has stopped eating food and just is taking supplements and rubbing you know, lotion. I, and I should eat pro. I eat uh, steaks, or or I eat um I eat steaks and eggs almost every day. Okay. And I eat uh sa- I ate salmon yesterday with uh <clears throat> with um broccoli. Not broccoli. I love broccoli. I got another moisturizer right here. I got moisturizers for days, bro. You got to keep your face moisturized, bro. Okay. Wrong, bro. I'm not moisturizing, my nigga. You gotta moisturize. You bro. have to moisturize, especially right now. You're in quarantine. Rick, you moisturize. You a bunch of face. Absolutely um, not. In the bathroom, I'm not gonna show the you. The boy that, has ashy elbows, <laughs> ashy legs. Uh, I've never really been into the lotion game, you know. Well, I shower with Irish Spring bar soap. Oh, that <laughs> dries you up like crazy. <laughs> um, after this is over, I'm gonna shave and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a mask on for the nighttime. You gotta keep your skin popping. Benny's bro. been doing the treat yourself. Yo, Benny's the self care king. You understand? He got a whole segment on his OnlyFans about that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta do it, bro. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna cut them up with my, my own products. So do you do you do your night skincare routine with your masks and your shirt off on your OnlyFans? Is this Benny's gonna start from own, his own face mask? Right. I have Make to sure do you it. include Surely. the neck though. Make sure you include the neck so you keep it tight and rejuvenating. You gotta include the neck when you moisturize. Wow. You gotta keep that tight right there. Benny's charcoal neck masks. <laughs> Oh, I also got this shit right here. I don't know if it works, but this shit is either OD trash or OD like fire. Is this mouth thing that you, you bite on it? Are you, oh, the whitening? What, no, what's that? It's supposed to like. Oh, to exercise your jaw? Good God. So you bought all of this on Amazon, didn't you? Dude, I'd be mad bored in my house. 
focus on the go. This nigga is the most um, fucking active quarantine nigga ever, bro. Wow. He's good, bro. That's why he's I gotta make moves. Yo, what y'all been? Um, I just want to say one thing before anything. Uh, I wanted to say happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers that are out there. That's the first thing. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to Ethan. He turned one this past weekend. That's my boy Enrique and Susie's son. Yay. Um, and I want to say rest in peace to TV from uh, Latinos Out Loud who passed oh. away. Uh, passed away, bro? Yeah, it, it's, it was crazy. Like, it happened out of nowhere. So our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family and the Latinos Out Loud crew um, and anybody that worked with him in the past. He actually was also friends with my boy Jonathan. They went to Cardinal Hayes together. So um, that was crazy. So if you guys got any shout-outs or any happy birthdays or any of that, I mean, Jayla just launched her show, Mommy's yeah. in Mimosa. Mommy's in Mimosas. Um, I mean, I feel like this week was like a very, to me, seemed like a really short week. I don't know. Last week, right? Yeah, it was past week. Mother's Day, bro. What? <clears throat> I went to uh, my aunt's house and... uh my grandmother and my aunts were there, so we just celebrated, bro. We drank. It felt like old times for once, but that was that was really fun. No, I was happy to see my family finally. I think you got to keep yourself in a good mental space. I haven't seen my family like in person, um, but I do practices to keep myself mentally. I mean, good news is New York is going to be reopened up in four phases. They're going to start phase one on May 15th. Um, But I don't think that this is going to help out. I I think it's ridiculous that they're even opening up. I mean, my mom, like in Florida, everything's open again. The salons are back open. And I mean, to go to Florida get a shape up? (laughs) Yeah, they, they have they have protocols. And they're strict protocols, but they're my friend's barbershop. He opened already. My mom is going back to work at the salon. Um, like things are kind of getting back to normal. It's a little scary, I think, personally. Um, it kind of freaks me out, to be honest, because now I, I feel like I chose the wrong time to go visit. Um, and I'm flying out there next week to go see my daughter. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm looking- But she's here with us. Why are you gonna go see if she's right next to you right there? Um, and I, I go when I first showed this to her and I quote she goes I hate it and I'm like why I'm like it's you and she goes it's not me mommy no there's only one of her so she's very clear on not about being this pillow life I was like well I can't wait to hug you both she goes you better not bring that with you are you are you taking it to Florida hell yeah I'm taking it to Florida it's my job as a parent wow that's what the whole thing was for, right, Bella? Um, Craze is in deep space right now. You know... Welcome to the mind of Craze Boogie. You know, I've been going insane here. The crazy thing is, bro, 
is that here, even though we haven't really opened up all the way, I feel like low key up, at least up here, uptown, shit is popping already again. Like I, 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 <laughs> I so, airline. Yo, earlier I went to get um to get right. actually um the COVID test. I had made an appointment. It was this morning at um mm-hmm. eleven. So I went. They, that shit hurts, bro. They put a uh, like, you know, like those long ass Q tips. Yeah. And they put it all the way in your nose, bro. I feel like that shit was touching my eyeball. Because yeah. it has to go past the this cavity right here. What did it have have to scrape from the back? That shit hurt. And so that shit from your brain. Huh? They take that shit brain. Your brain, bro, back there. Not in your brain, but almost there, practically there. Make a left turn, Yaita. Yeah. You know, the point is that when I drove, I drove past them, and all the shop, everything's open, bro. People are out and about. Everybody's lined up, waiting to. Like it's crazy out here. Only in the Bronx. In the Heights too. No, that's yeah. Yo, St. Nicholas? Is the so, yo, yo, I went to leave a, a, a letter for my mom for Mother's Day. Um, a couple days, obviously, before Mother's Day. And literally, the viejitos were sitting there with their masks on their neck, smoking cigarettes. Like, everybody, like, and it was like four or five of them together, like, chismoseando, like, like But I have, a, I have a theory about old country people. <laughs> I feel like old country people that come from, like, land countries or any other that you know they got a great immune system and it don't really affect them that's because true. look at look at the crackheads on 125th first of all yeah that's true. they're alive and well it's true people build like an immunity to things bro i feel like my grandma bro my bro, grandma got it and she got sick and she's good and she's about to be 90. that's what i'm saying bro my grandma was sick too she my grandma, bro, God bless them, because your grandma, Nana's 90. Nana sneezed, and it was gone. Like, oh, shit, that was corona? I just Nana, in theory, bro, because people don't really know that. I feel like Nana don't really... When you was born in, like, 1912, people... She was already... born in 1930, a year after the Great Depression. There you go. That's a good year. My grandma's, like, 94-ish. I don't know. They say some shit like that. And she's good. Oh, the evil eye is about to enter the room right now. I uh, just admitted her. Benny, do not take off your shirt. Welcome to the show. Jessica is connecting her audio. Hi. Hi. How are you? We're all live on YouTube. Everybody wants to introduce yourselves before we get this started. What's up? I'm, uh, I'm Craze. Uh, Luisito. Assistant to the to manager, Rick H. I'm sorry, why? I'm the assistant manager. Oh, how are you? Yeah, awesome. Assistant to the manager. Assistant to the manager. <laughs> assistant manager. That's awesome. We also have Jayla and my brother Benny on the other side. And Mike Hi. P. That's a little behind craze. Welcome to the Hi, show, guys. Jessica. How's Thank your, you for having me. How's your quarantine going so far? Um, it's, it's been, it's kind of, it's good days. It has its bad days, you know, but it's, I mean, all in all, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I have a very awesome living situation I have a little gym in my garage. So it's like, I'm still getting to do my job a little bit. So yeah, for an MMA fighter, it must be, if they have like the home gym, it must be perfect because when you're in camp six to eight weeks, basically just train. Yeah. 
it's pretty much it, right? Like it's literally, this is like what quarantine is, is like what a fighter's training camp pretty much is. You don't go out, you don't drink, you don't really do much outside of like just your sport and, and not really eating. The eating has definitely been the challenge, right? Like you're always used to like eating at home and then you like get bored of eating at home. So then you just start ordering in and that was uh, definitely one of the challenges. What's your favorite? Favorite order in boba. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where you boba. The, I have the boba and katsu are definitely my favorite. Where, where are you at that you have access to boba? Vegas. Well, I'm in Las Vegas, so I'm originally Woo! from Cleveland. So Woo! yeah, I live in Vegas. So food, every kind of food is here. So I'm I'm like in like the food mecca. Oh man, I love Vegas. I've never in my life been to Vegas. My brother was supposed to go with me on my bachelor party to Vegas. Um, we never got there. We went to AC instead. So we'll just move on. You've from- never been to Las Vegas ever? <laughs> never in my life. How old are you? 30, 35. Oh, my God. Well, then you. I feel like you need to make a trip. <laughs> Considering we don't know if we're going to live through another one of these freaking pandemics, you better hurry up and get your... I always wanted to go to Vegas plans. and uh, catch a fight. That's 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 the reason why. And we were supposed yeah. to go and watch the Holloway Aldo fight that took place around that same time. We ended up watching it on the TV. So, right. So who's Jessica I from Ohio, from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, MMA fighter? But besides that, give us a little bit of your story. Um. Well, we don't have enough time for that. So just in a short end. You know, I relocated to Las Vegas um, a year ago to uh, fight for the UFC flyweight title. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I got knocked out <laughs> and it didn't go as planned. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. we've then since won again. And, you know, uh, I'm just kind of a, a mid uh, Midwest kind of girl that, you know, just is used to working hard and most things that I do. And coming to Las Vegas felt like a huge step in my life and coming here and training at the UFCPI feels like I'm finally truly getting to live out my dream as a professional athlete mm-hmm. compared to just in the Midwest. I just felt like I was, that wasn't happening for me. So you went from strong style, which is the fight camp that you were from. And now mm-hmm. you're at extreme couture slash uh, the US, the UFCPI. The UFCPI. Yeah. Correct. Um, which is amazing from what every fighter talks about every time they take a visit to the PI center. And now you're training with game, uh, Gray Maynard. What do you think, uh, what improvements have you seen in your game since moving? I mean, you've only been with this camp for two fights. Um, Correct. But you must, there must be some things that you see more sharp or uh, a certain skill set that has elevated a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, I think I'm still sorting all that out. You know, I think that, you know, when moving for the title fight, um, I, I moved and did everything a little prematurely and didn't get a chance to get to know the guys or even just get to know Las Vegas or even my life here before I just like took on such a a big responsibility, as well as learning whether or not, you know, Gray is, is a friend of mine and, mm-hmm. you know, he's a, a mentor and I'm so fortunate I got to work with him and to learn a little bit, you know, and there's so many people out in Las Vegas. And I think that one of the things that I did um, in Ohio was that I didn't get a chance to learn from multiple kinds of people. And it kind of narrowed my mindset 
Whereas in Las Vegas, you just, it's, that's not the mindset out here. So Eric Nixick has allowed me to train with new people and I'm allowed to bring in new people all the time um, to work with, you know, to, to work with me, you know? So um, I don't know. I think we saw in my last fight, you know, my striking was extremely accurate and we got to see what a healthy back looks like for me compared to some of my other fights. So in your last fight, uh, from what I saw, because Joe Rogan and DC were doing the commentating and they were saying, oh, it's kind of a close fight. But what I saw in the round one was great striking, great ground defense from you. Um, you worked the body in the second round a lot and you were using that uh, left inside kick a lot and you chewed up her leg. Um, so in, when I was watching the fight, I already thought that you would going to win that fight after the first two rounds. And then in the third round, it was just more of a, uh, you pacing yourself a little bit, working the body again and, and using the overhand right. Um, you're one of my favorite fighters to watch, actually, because of the style of fighting that you, you're very aggressive. Um, you take your shots and you don't hold back. So yeah. uh, it was a good fight. I was actually watching the last fight. But talking well, yeah, about- considering the winner of that would have gotten the next title shot, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, it's just, you know, it's a crazy situation, you know, how, how it's all worked out. So um, I was offered a fight after that um, to Jojo, but I had to have elbow surgery. So um, I couldn't take the fight in March, which now Jojo's fighting Valentina for the title. So I'm hoping I get the winner of that one. I mean, it would make sense because MMA math, uh, you beat uh, Caitlin. I've beaten all of them. I've beaten all. I mean, unless unless they want me to fight JoJo, you know. But if she loses, I don't see the reason. You know, maybe if I lose to Valentina twice, I definitely think that there might have to be some renegotiating. But I don't think that there's that's gonna mm-hmm. happen. I was dealing with a lot going in the first fight, so I don't. I feel like it just allows me to take all the pressure off me going into the second fight because most people aren't gonna believe in me, anyways. So going into that fight, you were actually the underdog by a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought uh, that was a little foolish of Vegas because uh, you're kind of aggressive. And I don't think Valentina's faced someone that's like in your face constantly. Mm-hmm. She likes to have her distance and take her shots from the outside. But the second fight, so is that what, what you're aiming for now? Yeah, I mean, well, what what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? There's a million other ways to make money and using my body as a way to make money um, you know, it, it becomes a business decision. So before I just go out there and, you know, give not fight for the title, like it has to be a calculated business decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and as well as fighting Valentina again, like that's of course what I want. I failed the first time and I want to show why, why I failed and, you know, make it right for myself. So wait, uh, with, with everything, I'm sorry, Rick. Go ahead, Joe. For, for me, obviously, I know that training and all that takes a lot. Um, but I also know that, you know, you just mentioned the elbow surgery. Um, you also mentioned your back. Um, how, like, how do you, how do you kind of like, like you said, it's still your business. It's still your life. Like, you know what I mean? You made these great sacrifices. You made those moves. Like, how do you kind of like get past that and, and, and not have that fear of like, you know, hurting your body more? Um, well, it's, you know, it's there, it's there every day. I mean, it happens in training. You know what I mean? I just left, um, I was running a couple of minutes late because I just left, um, my, uh, 
my massage therapist, like had her working on my elbow. Um, you know, it happens all the time, you know, and it's not, and it wasn't double hip surgery on, which is even crazier. The other one, um, it's just a part of the sport. And I think that everyone looks as like professional athletes, basketball players, football players, baseball players, and, you know, MMA fighters, like, you know, they only see the positive side of everything, you know, like, like, oh, well, they're famous and they have money, but like, they don't understand the amount of sacrifice that we really go through. And, you know, I'm 33 and I'm a female and, you know, the female body isn't meant for that. Not alone, even a male body is meant for it. So, you know, long-term, like I want to live the rest of my life and not feel like I'm broken <laughs> physically. So, you know, I put stipulations on myself, you know, I, I'm only going to fight for three more years and I want to make sure their fights that are accurately placed and their business decision, you know, based and, where they're a, they're going to make me more money. They're going to make me look better and I can utilize my body properly. Hey, a, a question that I had, you mentioned um, about being a woman in this kind of like really physical sport, you know, how, what, what's the culture around that? Do you think like, I mean, like, I feel like it's, it's not really, it's a new thing, right. In terms of like uh, uh, women in within this kind of, environment not really not really not now you know what I mean I've been in this sport for you know 13 going on 14 years 14 years ago it was you know what I mean but where we're at now you know what I mean like I make more money than some of the top five men in the sport <laughs> you know what I'm saying like so like I you know your your value is way different but I think that the beginning years but I still do think that you know like you know, Rhonda made M uh, female MMA, you know, mainstream. So mm -hmm. we're fortunate for that. So we now have a platform. So thankfully in that way. So, no, I don't think that there's any challenges. You know, I think that, you know, unfortunately, considering my background and abuse background, like I don't like going with some of the guys. Like there's some guys that don't like going with girls, you know. So that being said, yeah, there, there's, a, there's always going to be that barrier between, you know, the male, female, you know, competitive nature as well as like that male female strength set so I like working out with the guys I like doing stuff with them but I also like working out with the females so you mentioned uh Rhonda she made it mainstream um and brought a lot of casual eyes to uh MMA sort of the same thing that Connor did as well you never got to fight Rhonda but they paired you up with Misha how would you feel you would have fared with Rhonda? Well, so again, you know, I, I was paid to be on deck for Rhonda versus Kat Zingano, and I was to get the winner of that. And then me and Kat or me and Rhonda were supposed to fight. And when Anderson Silva popped for steroids, um, the UFC needed a main event for Brazil. Mm -hmm. So they were like, hey, we're going to put her against Betch Cohea we'll put you against uh, Misha. We'll give you more money. We'll give you a new contract and, you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll go from there. So, you know, it was a win-win situation. They're like, well, you go beat Misha. And in my mind, if I went and beat Misha, I was one of the best contenders at, you know, 135. So, you know, and I still believe that Misha knocked me down and that was a great fight. You know, like there's a difference in my opinion with fighting like you, if you get your ass beat, you can't come back from an ass beating. But a knockout or a knockdown makes a hell of a difference in this sport. You can catch someone in, like, the most perfect spot, you know, at times. So it's like, 
those are very monumental fights in my life. So if I had had the chance, I would have absolutely loved to fight Ronda. Who wouldn't have? You know what I mean? I'd love to be a part of history in that way. And of someone who did something so big for our sport. How do you think you would have done Ronda? Um, I would think I would have done just like I did against every 135 I went up against in the division. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been a knockdown drag out war. It would have been three rounds of a split decision. Like, I took all the other girls at Bantamweight, and I'm not a Bantamweight. I shouldn't, like, I Bantamweight, I'm small for a Bantamweight. You know what I mean? I'm big for a flyweight. That's, you know, why I'm in the division I am and, and why I fought for as many years as I did. The reason I came to the UFC was was because Bellator got rid of their flyweight division. I would have never came up. Mm. Fighting a bantamweight was never like you know the the goal. So my uh, my 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 larger than life personality is what made me want to contend with them and at least work hard. You know oh. what I mean? I I still never one of those girls you know, beat my ass or even made me bloody. You know, so I think that I was doing something right. You're fighting 10 pounds above your actual fight weight. Um, now there's a flyweight division, thank God. And you went into a really great groove as soon as they opened up the division. And that division got deep immediately because there was a bunch of yeah. women that were fighting at 135 that weren't 135ers. Even the champion, the current champion, Valentina, she's an actual 125er. So what's the difference between fighting at 135 and 125? Speed. Speed, true, true opponents. You know what I mean? Like some of these girls, like um, shortly after um, fighting Misha, we did a submission underground with Chelsea Sonnen. Yeah. And a week after the fight, she had fought um, Raquel Pennington and lost um, to Raquel. She weighed a week after the fight, 158. And I was 144 with all my clothes on. Like, there was a noticeable size difference. Like where I'm at in my walk around weight compared to where she was, like even post fight, like she fought 35 and a week later, you're 158. You know I mean, like that's, that's a big weight advantage. Like I don't walk around at 158. Like I'm, I have to really eat a lot of boba <laughs> to get that heavy. So yeah, I, um, I just don't walk that heavy. Me walking around at 152 is like, man, Jess, you better chill. Like, and that's even me, like, feeling, not feeling good. Like, I don't feel good at 150. I feel better at 140 walking around and competing at 125. I just feel more like me. All right. So take us through the process, because a lot of fans don't know that it's hard work training for one fight. You know, it's six to eight weeks in camp, and then you have yeah. to cut weight during fight week. What's that like? Um. <laughs> It's crazy because every time it's different, you know what I mean? Like my last fight, I missed weight, you know, like I got my period. I didn't want to cut the weight. I was too worried about sacrificing the fight from happening. And we had miscalculated water. Like it's, it's literally a calculation. Like that's how we all make weight. That's how a lot of MMA fighters make weight. It's a calculation through food, everyday new nutrition preparation, um, down to water intake, water down to supplement. You know, coverage, like, it's it's a lot. You know what I mean? It's a lot of sacrifice that goes into all of that. So, Do you what find is, um, easier to make weight down at 125? Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I definitely do. Before. That no, 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 no. That was, yeah. And listen, I'm not going to let people tell me who I am because I missed weight one time. 
when I know who I am, um, a mistake was made on, on my behalf. I don't have to explain it to a million people that don't truly understand it. Yeah. Um, but I've made a bad mistake. You know what I mean? And unfortunately I'm a female um, and everybody had, I would hope you know, had a mother at one point that, you know, made them recognize what they're, they're talking about mm-hmm. or understanding that um, I, it's out of my, it's out of my control. And we, as, as, as female fighters in the UFC, we, we, we communicate with them regularly, the UFCPI and, and to plan. So some of these things don't happen. Um, but that being said, that was the only time I've ever missed weight and ever had a really true problem with cutting to 25. No, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Those last couple pounds are vicious, but I know that it makes me a little hungrier for the fight and it makes me, you know, want it a little more. So on Instagram, we put up a post. There was a ton of questions they wanted to ask you. One of the questions is, what's your post-fight diet like? Um, I'm usually pretty good. But I usually like to booze it up, you know. I, I definitely like my beers. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I definitely like, I like to indulge. But then, like, I don't like to lose my momentum. I don't like to lose that feeling of, like, I'm, I'm falling too far behind on weight. Quarantine kind of screwed me up a little bit more than post fight, which was crazy. Um, cause I felt like I was on vacation for a minute and that was like weird. I felt like nobody was getting ahead. So it was like, it was reasonable to just like kind of slack off a little bit. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. I love Boba. I, I like luxuries of life. I like to not eat bad and then I like to eat clean so that I enjoy eating bad you know and I think that that's like a a general principle most people could use in life yo I'm the opposite I just eat bad all the time once in a while I know that's what I'm saying you're like you're like a coronavirus breeding ground (laughs) (laughs) they're like yes you don't take care of yourself (laughs) bro I love you I love it. No, I'm with you, but I that's why I eat I love eating bad. So especially, that's why I eat so clean so that when I do it. Especially in Vegas. Oh my god, the buffets. <coughs> they got um raising no. I don't know, they might ever, they might not ever have a um have one again. So yeah, they might they not have buffets anymore. Oh, Yo, raising canes different now. Chicken strips and raising canes. That's the only one that I know. Chicken shack is better. They have better chicken fingers. There you Way go. Better. That's all. That's all. Craze wanted to ask you. By the way. <laughs> he was gearing up. Oh. Some- <laughs> There's you- some amazing food spots out here, though. So I got a question. Uh, Instagram user uh, Squills, shout out to Squill, Squilly and Squills. Um, he wants to know uh, about your romantic life. Are you in a relationship? <laughs> Of course. No, I'm not in a relationship. Um, it's it's challenging to date um, in this day and age. Right? That was going to be I my question. Don't, I don't, like, yeah, how I, hard I, is it to date? I don't, I, I don't do well with the dating app thing. Like, I can't look at a picture and be like, yep, you're the one I want to date. Like, <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Like, I can't do that like I pick out a t-shirt. The you know second, what I mean? Like, the second part to his question was if you um, how does that? How does like profession? You being a fighter, like, do you usually date in the in the fighting world? Do you kind of like 
you not you don't want to you don't mix those two things. I think I did. I mean, I I have before. Um, so I've done both. That's like a tricky question. You think I've done the first time I dated a fellow fighter that it didn't work out? That I was like, all right, this won't work out, but it hasn't. So, but it's but, but I okay. think now I think now as an adult, like no, like I would love to have someone that doesn't have anything to do with but understands it. You know what I mean? It's someone that like at least like cared about fitness and cared about the things that I do, but they don't have to be a fighter. Like they don't, so they don't have to do that. It can't be you. You're not into fitness. Yo, but- <laughs> Sorry, Craze. My man Squills. Maybe Squills. I don't know. He, he's the one that asked me. I don't know. He's, he's- <laughs> so we just recently got a gift from the UFC this weekend. We actually got to see some fights. Yeah. What do you think about a card being put on with no fans? I, I mean, I think it's it. cool. I think it's cool. I'm glad to see them. Like, I mean, th- that's that's a fighter in its natural state. You know what I mean? Like, us fighters, like, we train and we do everything without an audience. So if you remove the audience, it's just, you know, another day at the office. Just, you know, when you get paid for physically, you know? So... I would love to be one of those people that got the fight in an empty arena. It would be awesome. It would be so awesome. Healed from the surgery and ready to go. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. waiting for that. Call. I was offered to fight in Florida um, on a two week notice. I just, you know, two week notices doesn't the, the, it just didn't get me out of bed. <laughs> wasn't worth it. And if they offered you something at one thirty-five, would mm-hmm. you be able to fight? No, I mean, unless it's anybody outside of Valentina, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. Anybody outside of Valentina or somebody that I get to fight and the winner of us gets Valentina. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm, I, I still have the most wins in the division. You know what I mean? Like, I lost champ. And I went and I won one and had again, and I lost to Viviani, you know, Viviani be getting the title shot. You know, I, I'm willing to wait. I'm a patient person. I have um, a couple other grappling matches coming up in June that um, are being scheduled, like a submission underground and uh, a fight to win. So I'm I'm fine with waiting till those two fight. And as a fan, because I know you watch the sport, who are some of the fighters that you like to watch that you feel always give you a good show? I mean, well, Justin Gaethje was awesome. He was. Um, I did not yeah. expect that at all. I thought Tony was going to be Tony and it, it just looked completely different. Yeah. Um, obviously Bryce, Bryce Mitchell's good. You know what I mean? He does some crazy stuff and he's fun to watch. Um, I like, uh, let's see. I like watching myself, <laughs> but I do. I like seeing myself in that setting. Cause I, I, it's cool to see myself that way. Um, I'm a fan of Random Marcos. That's a, she's a good friend of mine. She's a good fighter. And yeah. who in the flyweight division do you see? Because this is deep now. There's like a lot of young girls. Uh, I know Macy Barber. Um, what's the other one's name? Oh, boy. Now I'm blanking out. Uh, Roxanne Matafuri's in the division as well. Yeah, but Roxanne's an OG. And, unless, and that was one of the people I was thinking. Unless it's Roxanne next. Like, it, Roxanne it wouldn't make sense to not wait for somebody else in the division, right? Because I already beat Caitlin. Jennifer Maya is moving up. 
you know what I mean? Like it, it should be either me and Roxanne and the winner of me and Roxanne gets the next, the winner of Valentina and Jojo. I think MMA math dictates that you should get a, a second crack at it only because I feel I mean, we didn't get to see the actual fight. Yeah, no. And we, and you didn't, and you didn't get to see the best version of me. And that's, I mean, it's always talk is cheap, right? Like until I'm given another chance and again, I'll earn it. And that's where we've kind of been from, right? They put me up against number nine. So I guess that they were kind of see what they were dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. So to move on from there, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get a, a healthy chance at the title. And besides once this MMA career is wrapped up, do you have other hobbies or careers that you would like to indulge in? Yeah, I mean, I do, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm a kind of, like, focus on the task at hand kind of gal. So, like, I do have other, like, I don't know, like, things that could work out and seem to be getting ready to work out for me, like a couple book deals and, some, you know, movie stuff and TV stuff, getting in the entertainment industry a little bit more. Um, but I haven't finished this yet, so it's hard to look too far ahead. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to look too far ahead of anything else besides getting the title you know what I mean the title is for everyone else to see me get but I I need that for me I need that to put my put a good ending to my career for myself would you also consider I know DC's considering this uh Kane did it Rock has done it Ronda's done it switch over to like a WWE entertainment type of business <laughs> where it's sure, money physical. talks Money talks. I mean, come on now, you know, money talks. So like if they come to me and they're like, hey, Jess, you know, like we want to make Evil Eye, you know, a true character within the WWE world, then yeah, that's a great idea. I I can't wait. I can't wait for it. But if not, you know what I mean? It it is, you know, it is what it is. If you could pick what that character would be like, you know what I mean? Like more into detail, more into like if you had the, the, the soul creativity and freedom to do it what would you do i think it would be kind of like my true personality and it's kind of like the the evil in me right like the nice person and you know that helps everyone and cooks everyone's food but then like the person steps kind of in the ring is just evil you know what i mean and just like is evil you know what i mean so like i would like to have that dichotomy almost that that dual personality that was able to, to be that way That'd be dope. I'd watch that. Um, what when you you talked about the like they wouldn't want to incorporate that? How does that work? So like in terms of like your your brand is the evil eye brand, right? Is that yeah. is that does that? Well, it's evil. It's technically evil. I guess evil eye. Everyone's kind of called me that, but eye's really my last name. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that's when we started like you know giving them like the eyebrow and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Everybody always says that I do that. And so is that brand like something that you would, I'm just trying to wonder like, what's the business behind that kind of stuff? So do you own that brand? Is that something that you can market and you own? So, yeah, I mean, there is. So like I, I have my own like clothing line that I've done a lot with and just due to quarantine and stuff like that, like things have kind of taken a step back, but my old tagline is I, I believe, right. And I believe goes like, it's my trademark. It's my mission statements, my slogan it's, you know, kind of all of the above. So it's like, you know, I believe it's just to be a sense of, you know, approved self-approval, you know what I mean? Like, so like, 
um, the evil eye and the I believe like are supposed to be the my two, so to speak, um, gimmicks. Got you. And so is that so? So you do have like merchandising and stuff that you want to do with? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I have. I actually like. I again have been in just a very big, big transitional stage of my life, right? Like, and everything moving to Vegas. Um, you know, changing up management, going to like an agent, you know, for certain things that like is completely out of the fight industry. So there's a lot of things that I've done a lot different. I'm just like waiting for everything to kind of come together. If that makes sense. And they are, they are. I mean, outside of quarantine getting right happened, I think everybody was getting ready to like start off the beginning of the year and, and, and do big things. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, <laughs> this all happened. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I like, we're all in the same boat, right? Like, you know, I feel like everyone is and everyone, like, everyone's literally going through this together. So, like, again, yes, my merchandising and stuff like that, there, there's going to be a big wave coming. What do you, what but, are your post, post-quarantine plans? What's the first thing you want to do when the coast is clear and you're ready to go? Oh, my God. I, I well, the, the biggest thing is just being able to go back to the UFCPI and sit in a fucking sauna in a hot tub like inside and like steam room and up and stuff like that like that's one of my biggest ones but like I think that the the second biggest thing is like getting to just feel like um I'm not stuck in the house you know what I mean like I don't even know where I'll go first but just the feeling of not feeling like I have to be inside and everybody is like like I'm not supposed to be out you know what I mean like every like I don't want to feel like a sense of insecurity when I walk outside the house What's your training routine? In the quarantine? quarantine? Yeah. What's your training routine? Um, well, I'm actually I'm I have to get off here in a few minutes because um one of my training we have uh, practice at six, but you know, like you you have to stay successful and stay regimented during such an unregimented time and such a scary time. So um, since I got my mats delivered about a month ago, you know, I, I tried to make two a day. I mean, what else is there to do? I just sit in the house, like waste, waste my own time. You know what I mean? Like sit there and, you know, eat, smoke, you know what I mean? Like not do things with my life. Like I, 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 you know, I can, I can eat, smoke and go outside and work really hard and enjoy my life. So it's like, I honestly like I, I I truly do enjoy that that part of being able to be at home. So like I've gotten to handle all of my training. I'm, I miss my strength coach. I miss the treatment I got at the PI. <laughs> so we have a segment called three, two, one, which is uh, three things that you've been watching or listening to. What's the other two, Craze? Three things. Uh, two things you've been reading or listening to. And one thing that you've been doing as like in a healthy mental space. Um, music is my music is my everything. Um, yeah, right. Like music is music is my everything. So like, I'm like, like I go all over the place. Like I am Bob Marley to the Beach Boys <laughs> to. Ariana Grande to Mac Miller to the game to Travis Scott. Like those, it just depends on my mood. Um, I guess and everything, you know what I mean? Like, so those, those are, it just depends, but those are all my workout songs. Those are my workout 
my workout playlist. And what's one thing you do to keep yourself in a good mental space during the quarantine? Sleep. Because <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You just sleep. There no, you're not pissing anybody off. Nobody's pissing you off. Just go in your room, like, and sleep. That's it. That's all. That's my favorite thing to do, too. I love napping. Are you kidding? My favorite, one of my favorite things in the world to do is nap. Like, if someone's like, we're going to eat and then nap, I'm like, oh, my God. That sounds like so much fun. Well, I'm eat, smoke, and nap, I should say, because those are, like, the three favorite things that, that I, I like to do outside yep. of MMA. So I'm, if like, you- balls to the wall and then, like, extremely uh, down. Lay back and chill. 100%. Yo, but touching on what what the first places that the first thing that you would do uh, when you leave quarantine. If I was in Vegas, the first things that I would do is go to the shooting range or um, go to the Silverton Casino where they have that mermaid tank. Um, yeah. <laughs> then then I would go to the magic the Seven Magic Mountains, those fucking rocks in the middle of the desert, just so I could see open yeah. space. Just so I could see that big open. Yeah, but everybody's at the open spaces. Like everybody's in the like everybody's hiking. Everybody's doing all the outdoor stuff. I mean, they've been doing that. That is not stopped. It's but different. like again, like yeah, my friends are in town, so we're gonna take their son. Um, he's never been down to the strip, so this is like the perfect time to actually walk the strip without you know all the half naked people or the bums or any of that. So it's like a cool time to see the strip. Does it feel like go like we we see pictures or we'll you know obviously you hear that it's like you know Times Square is like ghost town and stuff like that. Oh, it's ghost town in Vegas. It's yeah. absolutely ghost town. It's it crazy. Like, yeah, it is. It is. It looks kind of crazy. Like Fremont being all boarded up is crazy. So it we're gonna play like a, a war zone. A little game with you, Jessica. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Cards Against Jessica, which is a little playoff Cards Against Humanity, except yeah. that. Uh, I'll read you the question or the fill-in, and you give me your answer. You make the card up. Um, okay. First one goes, today on Maury, help, my son is blank. <laughs> I'm supposed to say something bad, right? <laughs> I feel like, um, like if I go, oh, my son didn't do his homework, they're like, oh, fine. Like, oh, my son touched his butthole and smelled his finger. <laughs> That'll be a good one. <laughs> what is Batman's um, guilty pleasure? Farting under the blankets. <laughs> With the bat suit on or without it? Oh what? man. With without the bat, the bat suit on, because then I would trap it in. <laughs> it. Would it also make it very like wouldn't it make it like misty and stuff so it'd be like extra warm and yeah might <laughs> make a funny noise you like- <laughs> instead of coal santa now gives bad children blank. snowman poo snowman poo that's a good one i like that one yeah. that should actually that should be a card <clears throat> i'll do this one this one's better when I'm president of the United States, I will create a department of blank. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and last but not least, what ended my last relationship? 
Oh God. Um, <laughs> loser mentality. <laughs> loser mentality. Hey. Well, with that being said, uh, I hope we get to see the Valentina versus I two matchup. Um, stay safe. Keep training. Thank you for coming on the show. We truly appreciate it. We know you have to get training. Thank you. Um, yes, thank you. You're always welcome to come on to the podcast. It's not the Joe Rogan podcast, but it's it's a little podcast. Hey, you know what? I'm you know what? I'm turning the Joe Rogan podcast down. I don't even want to go on the show. I don't even want to go on that show anymore. <laughs> but I'm I appreciate you guys and thank you for being fans. Thank you for having me on. And anytime you guys want to talk again, maybe after my next fight, we'll Sounds good. We normally do it in person. So if you ever fight in New York, um, we can do an in-person interview. I definitely um I always go up to Garden City and train with the Longo crew. So hey. next time I'm in the area, I'll I'll see you guys. All right. So Jessica, awesome. thank thanks you guys. For, thank you for Bye. coming on. It was a thank pleasure. You. Jessica, ladies and gentlemen, even though we don't have the audience anymore. Bella says yeah. That was a good old. That was a little bit of uh, the world of MMA. Well, I didn't know you knew that much about um, the world of, of MMA. Oh, big time, big time. Benny does too. <laughs> Benny was, was very quiet. He just. If you didn't, you didn't impress her, you definitely impressed me. Oh, thank you. That's what I was going for. I wanted to impress you the most. Benny was only interested in her workout routine. <laughs> Benny was just like, yo, what? How many lunges are you doing? How many reps did you do? The reason that I don't really get on these things is because I can't talk. I do this over my phone, and I can barely hear you guys when you guys talk. You're always breaking up. So Bro, why you need to stuff a headset. You need to... No, Bro. but it, it's the way that it is. If, if you I do have it on my headset, headset it'll, it'll be better for you. Yo, I'm going to tell you this, Benny. One thing that bothers me, and, and I don't understand why people do it. Why don't you hold your phone this way? You feel me? Like, instead of like this, do it like this, bro. He wants you to flip it to, what is it? Our vertical, horizontal? Our, our, there. Wow. Look at, that. Look at how beautiful. I don't Benny, get how you guys are in the same location. You're fresh face. You can't just fit right together and do this? Benny wow. likes his own thing. You got to understand, Benny likes to do it. It'd be great if you could get, like, Two couches sit next to each other. Bro, I have another You're chair. Trying a whole couch. Yeah. I have another chair. Uh-huh. I can do it from my couch. But you know what? I, I need to get you uh mic though, Craze, because it, it sounds the audio comes out so much better. Like if you wear the um headphone with a mic on it or actually do it through a mic. Can I get a like a Bluetooth? Is there, do I have a Bluetooth mic that I could put on my on my iPad? I'll be doing this shit from my iPad, that's the thing. Yeah, you could buy a Bluetooth headset, Craze, and do it from there. It works with I don't bro, I don't know that. You could I don't know, do the uh I don't the AirPods, the you know, the broken Q tips, do they work with the iPad? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, I found those things weird when they first came out. I, I thought it was like the regular iPhone headphones with no string. So I was like you got, right. got the AirPods? Me no, no. I got the beats. I got the beats by Dre. I don't know. I, I just think they're just goofy. I don't really ride the train, so I don't really be using uh, air, headphones. No. I ride the train, so it's essential. It's like if coronavirus on equipment, that would be an essential piece of my equipment, my phone and my, my headset. 
Bro, should I feel some type of way that she she said I, I'm a breeding ground for coronavirus? That shit. <laughs> the Bronx is officially a breeding ground for coronavirus. Or at least the trap losses. Damn, Craze. Said me. Damn, Craze. <laughs> That's a good, I didn't understand half of the shit that y'all were talking about. But it was Benny it did. Was, Benny did. Jayla did. Jayla, you I kept along. I kept, you know, I, I catch on pretty quick. I mean, when they started talking about weight classes, I was lost, bro. I was like 135, 125. Well, it's easy. numbers. It's harder. Say- it's harder in boxing, right? Because in boxing, there's more. In the UFC, they start at 115, 125, 135, 145, 155. This is just, I'm talking about the men's division. 155. Then from 155, it goes to 170. 185. Wait, the men's division? No, no, no. It starts at 125. I'm sorry. I was going to say. There aren't men's They're men flyweights. So the flyweight is 125. That's petite. uh, Bantamweight is 135. Featherweight is 145. Lightweight is 155. 170 is welterweight. 185 is middleweight. 205 is light heavyweight, and heavyweight is anything over 260. I have to look it up. So after 260 is just a free-for-all? 40, 260. They don't really – they have to – actually, they have a maximum. They have to cut under that maximum. So okay. I think the maximum uh, – like Brock weight, Brock Lesnar, he doesn't cut weight. Uh, most Some of the heavyweights don't have to cut real weight. That's interesting. It, it's, it's weird because it goes – you see how it's divided by tens? Up until 155. 155 is a big gap between 170 and 155. So they want to put in a, a 165 division and then change the 170 to 175. And because those two divisions, 170 and 155, are that's where most of their talent is. That's where McGregor fights. That's where Khabib fights. That's where Nate Diaz fights. That's where Gaethje fights. That's where Ferguson fights. So there's a, like a lot of them, and they either they're cutting way too much weight to get to 155, or they're way too small to fight at 170. You know, it's interesting to me is that if you if you put like 70 percent of the energy that you put into memorizing fucking stats, you would have been a, the fucking president of the United States or some shit. Uh, no, that's like your dad. Every time he sees me, he says. Oh, you could have been the greatest baseball player ever if you just did. My dad I don't know where he got that fact from. Play. He doesn't know. That you... He just thought, dad, you... Yeah, he, he, he thought you. He definitely never seen you play baseball, bro. <laughs> the He's... thing is, uh, he says Rick looks like a baseball player. He saw Rick geared up a couple times. It was like, yo, this nigga looks like a baseball player. Like, he and he was like, yo, this this dude is a star. He should have been a star. Bro, you just know a lot of fucking stats, man. That was my point. My point is you know a lot of bullshit about a lot of bullshit-ass stats about sports. The thing is, look, it's not just sports. The first sport I really loved was basketball. Loved it with a passion. I cried as a little kid when the 94 Knicks lost. I'm just saying you could have been an astrophysicist. Nah, it doesn't. It has to interest me. I have to have a passion for it. And I didn't know... I thought it was only basketball for me. Basketball and a little bit of baseball. Then I got into basketball and baseball heavy. 
Never thought I would ever like football. I was like, oh, that's too complicated. I don't know how that shit works. I right? actually a lot. I, I actually fuck with football more than anything. And but, then I learned how the game is played. I was like, yo, this game sports, is insane. Sports are ruined for me. Like, I, I, I can't watch sports, bro. Why? For like, like the NFL, I'll fuck with football. And then, you know, like, they be doing some fuck shit. And, like, morally, I'll be kind of opposed. Yeah, so but I, the thing is, I watch these things for pure entertainment. The yeah, thing but is, I'm against supporting shit that I just don't fuck with. So I, I feel yeah, like it makes I it hard that. I get that. And I support you being that way. Even like sports, like contact sports, like boxing and and UFC is like, I fuck with them, but I also know a lot about fucking like post-concussion syndrome and traumatic brain injury. And so I'll be like, damn. Again. And that would, that would go with Jayla's argument that she was making last week where um, you go into boxing, you know, the dangers of boxing. So it's kind of like, you know, these things can happen. And there's a lot of NFL players that put in there because an average NFL career, I think, is like three years. Bro, but what you, less. the thing but, about that thing about that argument is that, like, you kind of take out the fact that a lot of people that are in the sport, you know, this was like their way out of the, uh, like their situation. You know, yeah, they could have did this, they could have that. But a lot of them. This was like the only opportunity no. that then it is percent. I agree with you. And you also at Mike Tyson, right? He could have done better. Look, my argument against Jayla's argument last week was WWE could have done a lot better. You know, NFL could have done a lot better. The NFL players that are retired now can finally get health insurance. You know what that is? That you played football and but, you didn't have fucking health insurance. That's what I'm saying, bro. So, but those issues, right? Shouldn't. But they have a they have a players' union that didn't negotiate that. And that's another that's another it, thing. Money came into it. Like whoever was in charge of the players' union was probably taking bribes or taking money under the table. It's cool to advocate for things like Colin Kaepernick should be playing in the NFL, a hundred percent. He did nothing wrong. All he did was. Bring light to a situation that was happening, and it was factual. And it's now, still- the NFL wanted to spin it, and they were like, oh, he's doing something against the armed forces and the military. No, he's not. Which had, The armed forces had nothing to do with that. And then they Bro, blackballed him. We could talk politics all the time. It's just, for me, but sports... It's, it's not politics. It's just money at the end of the day, Craze. But it is, money. bro. Money. Because you know what? If the NFL would have been like, oh, Colin, you're right. We need to invest... X amount of dollars into these programs and start doing things to better, but they don't care about that because their bottom line, they're all white millionaires, except for billionaires, except for the owner of the Jags, who is, uh, uh, I think he's Arabic and he also owns AWE. So they're all white billionaires who are making a shitload of money and they have these players and they pay them like slaves. Most of them. Because now some of the NFL contracts are a lot better. But there's guys that get paid shit, shit money, and they're playing this crazy-ass sport. I don't know, bro. Any of them get paid shit money, though. They do get paid shit money. There's guys that get paid shit money. Um, now, you know, the quarterbacks always got paid. Huh? What do you consider shit money? I, for an NFL player and your body's getting slammed tonight, you should be making over like 500000 
Yeah, that's, that's, how, much that's how much they make usually. That's a minimum contract in the NFL is about five hundred thousand. That's now. It wasn't like that before. This that's in the last couple of years only. And like the WWE, they didn't have a concussion protocol. They didn't have any of this stuff. Now they do because they got sued. But that doesn't stop me from watching it, though, Craze. No, I, I feel you. And I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at nobody enjoying it or people making money doing it. Like, um, Evil Eye was saying this, she, she makes money. She takes, a, she takes a gamble on her body and she puts it out there. That's, you know, this, this is her way of making money. I don't, I'm not against her making money or people doing what they want to do. I feel like if you love the sport and you want to do it, do it. But I also feel like that don't mean necessarily that I got to support she 100% also said, you know, she knew there's a clock. Um, that's what I was about to say. NFL players mm-hmm. nowadays, they retire in their prime. It's, it's like, you know, Gronk said, yo, I'm out. Where he's able to still, he came back, but he did it early. Calvin Johnson retired early. Barry Sanders retired early. Like, they, they know there's a clock. Don't stay in there too long. For sure. Because they play for those hands, bro. Especially short. The Lions. <laughs> Shout out to Robbie Rob and his Detroit Lions. Woo-wee. Detroit. I don't know. Detroit Lions. But yeah, like you I, I just felt like I'ma say in twenty thirteen I started watching MMA. Like for real, like for real watching it. Um I've seen like I saw the Brock fight before like, um, I saw the Kane Velasquez fight, but I didn't know like the rules of the shit. Right. I just saw guys beating on each other. I've seen a bunch of fights, but I don't know like necessarily every single rule. I mean, you can yeah, see when just... somebody has a good fight style, though. Yeah, I feel like um, the last five years, I haven't really been uh, watching boxing, uh, MMA, or football. Um, so... Just because you have a specific stance. Against all those I mean, guys. you know, also, I just feel like there's certain things about me when I'm watching some shit and then I'm like, I'll, I'll find myself having a moment. This happened to me with wrestling, too. Like, I don't hate on it. You know how people there's like, oh, that wrestling shit. That I, I feel like it's dope. If people enjoy it, it's dope. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. I just feel like there was a point for me where I start while I was watching it. And I was like, I don't find it. And you know was, what I find interesting still of the WWE? Like, I watched a little bit of Raw yesterday. Um, and then I saw, like, they flashed the trailer, you know, Undertaker, Last Ride, documentary. You know, the Undertaker never talks. Like, he's OD, super private. Um, and they're doing this documentary on him, like a little series, just sort of like the Jordan series. It's good, though. And I saw the first episode. That shit is insane, bro. The, the Edge one's really good, too. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one. The Edge one's really good. Well, that's what I like. I like to watch the document. Like I've seen the Razor yeah. Ramon document. Those, those, those actually are. I, I'm really interested in watching those shows because that those deal with the era, they they deal with the era of wrestling that I like is nostalgic for me. So like I watch. I was hardcore into wrestling. We was growing up. We used to watch wrestling religiously. Nitro um, one was good too. Thunder. The trip, the Triple H one was really, really good. Mick Foley <laughs> was like really in it. Was really good i haven't seen the i've seen i've seen like the old ones because they started doing these before but now it's more like they got like actual filmmakers doing the documentaries and you could tell just by the way it's it's shot and all that 
that it's a, a million times better. No, and I mean, the podcast that, too. That leads me to one of the things I was watching in um during um that I've been watching during quarantine this past week was Glow. You seen that show? I haven't seen okay. it yet, but I know it's about the female wrestlers. Um, hey, I've tried to get into it a couple times, and you know, I, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny, and it it, it kind of like a show about wrestling, but like uh, all women wrestling kind of like uh, company. But yeah. it's it it kind of like it's watching, based on a real federation, though. That, but watching it made yeah. me be like, yo, I. I kind of want to watch some wrestling now. You know, it kind of made me be like, oh, you know, made me like a little nostalgic of watching it. Um, you know, one of my uncles is, is from, is was a Dominican, La Momia. Shout out, rest in peace, La Momia. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. That Jack Beneno on, you know, you yo, should have brought that up to Manny Perez. Yo, Jack Beneno is, I did. I, I spoke to Manny about that. Oh, okay. And Jack Beneno, you know, like th- those days of like the luchador, Jack Banano beat Ric Flair for the world title in DR. Yo, that was great. And he came back to the U.S. They gave, they made another heavyweight belt, and they gave it to Ric Flair, and they pretended like that match never happened. Never happened, but it happened, bro. But that's that's because they were in a kill Ric Flair. (laughs) I mean, but that's 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 their fault. They should have came with more security. And there's, think, a, there's a dope show on Vice called uh, The Dark Side of Red. to bring it up. Yeah, that that's that show that's, is really good. What's it called? Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, Pretty Vice. Big. That shit is amazing. I saw the uh, Macho Man story. And yeah. it gives you like, you know why? Because as a kid, I like these. I used to see these men and I was like, oh my God, they're like heroes, you know? But when you see the, the reason why I like the docs is you get to see them away for the ring and how they are and who they are. That's you know, why I- is that when I think back, when I look back at like, I've seen like some old wrestling footage where, and I watch the shit that we used to think was, I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me when I was a little it's kid? Just, like, you, you were a little kid. You, you had a kid. bigger imagination, you bro. A big imagination. It was like, Oh my God. I mean, you can't, you can't lie crazy. Cause I've watched matches nowadays where I'm like, holy shit! Like, the shit that some of these guys could do nowadays is insane. Yeah, I haven't really watched it. I'm gonna be real with you. I, I feel like the the you know the attitude era you know for me is always gonna be the best. I mean, yeah, the and, and the UCW, you know, like the NWO, um, like post NWO WCW. I feel like those those to me, bro, is just prime time. And I feel like I still. I still co-signed WCW that era. I think if WCW was still around and McMahon never bought them, they would still be going to this day and the competition would just be... It would still be like kind of like... Because every week, Raw I, had to outdo Nitro. Get me excited about watching... I would then be flipping back and forth like, what's yeah. going on in Nitro? What's going on in Raw? Uh, that, would get, that would get me open to watch it again. They brought in another company. That, they that did. Company. It's called AWE. Yep. Yeah. AEW, it comes on on Wednesday, and it competes with NXT. So the WWE, they have a dev- the developmental brand. They've always had one, but this one now, they put it on TV, and it's NXT. But I'm going to ask you this. Is the storyline still like, like – I'm talking about – the days I'm talking about – They're not like- the same because now the storylines move quicker, 
as to like if I had a, a feud against Benny, it would be like for a couple months, me and Benny going at each other doing different shit. Now it's like me and Benny have a feud for two weeks, and then all of a sudden now I got a new feud with somebody else, and there's no like uh, transition to that. And I that's what I feel that's missing. But I think that that's what he's saying though. Like if there's a storyline, like like what you're saying, like the back and forthness that there was between them. Yeah, I there think is. He's trying to give them a run for their money. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of monologues and dialogues that they still do, and they still cut promos. But bro, view is done. Like era of, you remember the era of like uh, the brood? Yeah. That you know that era. I feel like that that era to me. They won't. They won't be able. You know why? Because back then, Vince McMahon said he was competing with Nitro, and he told his wrestlers, his his talent, what he calls them, you guys. Come up with what you want, you know. Um, look at the Nation of Domination with The Rock in it. And then it, they were going against DX. And DX came out dressed as the Nation of Domination. That was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. But he was giving them the creativity in the space. It was racist. With the it also did blackface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel you. I feel like it was... Huh. They hired some uh, skinny white guy to be Owen Hart, and they put a huge nose on him. And all he said was, enough, it's enough, and it's time for a change. Or what about what Triple H was dressed as The Rock, and he painted a huge-ass eyebrow? Bro, that shit was terrible. Those, that's good, because he gave him creative freedom, man. He uh, gave them creative... Like, the Stone Cold character, he made that shit, Stone Cold. Well, I I want to see more wrestlers that are like fucking vampires and werewolves and shit like that. Like, <laughs> wrestling like, bro, I'm we know you're not a real vampire, no. but like, bro, I vampires looking, bro. come out looking like Edward Cullen. Well, Alistair Black kind of like a wrestler, like a fly out of nowhere. What I'm saying is like, I want, I, I would love for them to bring back more theatrics. To the right. You're 100 correct, but I, that's the writing. Wait, team. wait I don't, that's the reason that I feel like it got whacked. If I feel like they try to make it like too technical, really. You know, I feel like part of it was that it was this big, ridiculous theater that was dope. You know, like the Undertaker. This nigga is fucking dead or some shit. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they buried him alive. Like Still, now we have the regular names and shit. But think, I about, it, though. think about this. Think about when Kane, when Kane came back from the dead, nigga, or some shit. <laughs> the first time they unmasked Kane. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, they don't have like theatrical shit like that. They still do, but it's not at the same level, you know. They try, I want that. They're trying to they do more quantity than quality. For me as a fan, bring that back. I want the ridiculous shit back. Like I feel like mankind was the dope one of the dopest characters. I mean, bro, he was three different wrestlers at one time. Oh, yeah. think about think about uh, uh Sting. That's that's but Sting, you know what it is with Sting. He never really talked, and he was like always lurking in the shadows and shit. And he always had the creepy music, and then he had like that crowish feel to him. What I'm saying, bro. Remember Raven? Yeah. <laughs> he still wrestles. I'm just saying, like, niggas just have ridiculous characters. That I, Raven I love, and Raven's Flock. I love that shit. Raven's Flock. I don't even, I can't even name one of them niggas. But Billy I Kidman. Know. Oh, yeah, Billy Kidman. Mm-hmm. He used to do the Shooting Star Press. 
I was also watching today. Uh, they got a show on WWE Network called uh, Ruthless Aggression. And that's basically the era that followed the Attitude Era. And the two episodes I saw today was the one on Evolution and then the one on Brock Lesnar. And that's pretty good. I think when Evolution came in, that's when it started to get corny. Yeah, that's yeah. the Ruthless Aggression Era. Whenever John Cena started wrestling, that's when it started to get whack. Shut up, bro. That's <laughs> I, I actually I don't understand that. how like Cena is one of the they compare Cena to the rock as far as popularity. Fuck out of people don't like him. I just that think it's a different generation. That's all it is. Shorts he be wearing fuck like who they wears jeans like the Cena or the other Cena? The I can't see we Cena jean shorts like that. Don Cena, Cena dressed like he was Puerto Rican from like um, <laughs> 95 Puerto Rican. The nigga dresses like an undercover cop in <laughs> New York. <laughs> he dressed like a the towel and everything. But you can't see him though. His time is now. Bro, that, that was when wrestling, that's when I turned it all the way off. I swear. John I- Cena. I agree with you. Oh, he doesn't wrestle anymore, Craig, so you don't have to worry about him. He Goodness. comes in every, one, every once in a while. I like John Cena more as an actor than I do, uh, like, his acting. He's a terrible stuff. actor. I just saw the movie where he plays a fireman. I was like, what the hell is this? That. But that's what I'm saying, but he's one John of John Leguizamo is mad funny in that. And and uh, Keegan-Michael uh, Keel, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't wait to see it. I heard it was good. It was funny. They are funny, but Cena's not a good actor in that movie. But that, I think that's the whole gist of like, I don't think he's ever been a good actor. I think he like, but that's, he's got that awkward, like. I think the only one that could make the transition was The Rock because The Rock has that charisma and that. Um, we all know that. And The Rock holds the screen. Like that dude don't have to say nothing. He's just holding the mic and people are going crazy. Bro, that nigga one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. How dare they compare something? <laughs> At popularity wise, craze, popularity craze. Oh. So, if you had to pick a top five craze of wrestlers, oh. wrestler, that's not fair. Top five. Uh, now, now and then, now and then. I don't have nothing now, so that, that's that's gonna be. Um, I'm still feeling out my nows. I'm still like getting into the groove of it. I don't know how I feel about some people. I'm gonna say. Um, damn, that's top five. So, all right, I like Kane. Um, this is not in any kind of order, right? No, nah, not in any kind of order. Um, I'm thinking about like weight classes. All right, <laughs> like that don't exist in WWE. It was just only <laughs> right cruiserweight. That's it. Like you know, what I'm saying like like big niggas to slip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I would love to see Crazes as WWE commentator. Yo, Yo. We, should, we should try that one day because I get really aggressive in my commentating. I'd be watching it and I'm just a whole play a match and we'll like watch an old match while on mute. All right, we, we should. Can, we can set that up. I think that'd be great. Actually, we can just commentate. Holy shit! He just slapped the shit up. <laughs> Did all right. Well, look, my top five. I would say um, Kane. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Mick Foley just in general because I like all his shits, all his characters. So I'm gonna say him. 
Um, damn. I, I really like Eddie Guerrero. Um, and Rey Mysterio. So that's four, right? Ray still wrestles, so that's one of the ones from now. Yo, did you He's see what they did to his poor eye? Yeah. Oh, Ray's the only nigga that killed the nigga wrestling. So. <laughs> he did. Oh, okay. He killed the dude in the ring, and he still wrestling. He did a uh, the six one nine on somebody, and uh, he did the six nine on somebody. So in my the last group that I'm gonna say is gonna be Sting. I, I feel like theatrics wise, you know, like he always. I like Ultimate Warrior too, though. I can't lie. That's more than five, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a look. Ric Flair, like honorable mention. Honorable mention is is um is Ultimate Warrior. So Ric Flair of the old wrestlers, Ric Flair for me, it's Flair, and um after Flair it was Ramon Razor Ramon. Yeah, I like like I like Razor Ramon too. Then became Scott Hall. Um, and then the big three in WWE, Triple H, The Rock, and Stone Cold. And from the mm-hmm. new era right now, that's right now, um, there's two guys. Oh, and Jericho's in there. Jericho's my, my – I've always loved Chris Jericho. There's, there's a lot of wrestlers that I would – And Eddie Guerrero. I love Eddie too. Um, but from now, it's Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins, just those two. Okay. I like I like Bray, Bray Wyatt because I, I, um, his character reminds me so much of, and I think they fucked that WrestleMania moment up when they had him against Taker, and they could have made that shit so much better. But his character is dope, and I just think Seth Rollins is the best wrestler that they have. Him and AJ Styles. I forgot to say AJ Styles is nasty. Bray Wyatt is probably the only person that can speak on like, the mic right now. Need some more demons and vampires. Yeah, uh, a vampire, natural. Benny, what are yours? Yeah. Somebody is a dragon out of nowhere. Nope. Benny, what are, what are yours? Let me use the bathroom, and then Jayla, yours. Oh, that uh, The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, and who, uh, who like my favorite or? Yeah, just your favorite. One like, thing is the best. No, uh, your favorites. Who well, your favorites? Okay. I used to really like, um, uh, I used to really like uh, X Pac. He's awesome, though. That was my dude. I know he's a crackhead and all, but like, because I also like, I also fuck with Shawn Michaels. I feel like you, Shawn's in mine. What's yours? Obviously, my favorite wrestler of all time will forever be The Rock. The Rock. Um. I like Macho Man, McFoley, Undertaker, Triple H, and then my wife. Yeah, and then Shawn Michaels. It was always like kind of on and off between Shawn Michaels and like Triple H, though. I'll show you. I, I like the, I like the Triple H like uh, like Attitude Era Triple H. The uh, Sledgehammer one. Yeah. The DX one, the Cerebro Assassin, the Cerebro, the game. Yeah, like the DX. What I had. That dude's always spitting at people with the water. 
Yeah, yeah. when he comes in, like, virus. he's shit at the audience. Like, you spitting at mad people in the front row. And everybody would sit in the front row because they wanted to and get they love spit it. On. They love it, Benny. They want that. They want to get spit on. But I would not really get mad if the rock spit on me. But you know what? The goal, I'm not going to lie. The goal I was the sitting there, I was sitting right back at him. Out of all these old, out of all the wrestlers ever, the one that has everything is The Rock. Yeah. He could cut a promo. Yeah. Athletic. He had charisma. He was great as a heel and as a baby face. Um, he just did it all. So he's the GOAT to me. He had the popularity. He was able to transition. You know, people are going to, because they say uh, Hogan, Rock, they say Flair, um, and a couple other people, but. The Rock has done the transition like even when they doubted him in a weird way, it was his own like he made it flawless regardless. Like it's like he wanted you to think that he was going to fail at it and then he's going to he kicked ass. I like I like you know when I loved him the most when he was a villain. When he was a heel when he was first Rocky uh, not Rocky when he was the Rock in the Nation of Domination then when he was like the in the corporation with the sh- fancy shirts, with the silk shirts, with the silk shirts and shit like that, he was always dope. At, and as a good guy, he was go- he was dope too. Bro, you forgot to mention we're bro, living in an era now. You see how an attitude era they had Rock, Triple H, and Stone Cold, and any equation with those three made money. We're living in an era now where they have Becky Lynch, Sasha, and Charlotte, who's the best out of all of them. And I don't think people appreciate that as much. Ten years from now, they're going to be like, yo. Right. That was it right there. That was the moment for women's wrestling. I mean, women's wrestling is is doing really great right now. I mean, that whole Becky Lynch thing threw everybody off. But um, and Asuka can't even She's spit. pregnant now. Damn, yeah. I loved it when she spit, too. <laughs> that weird oozy stuff. <laughs> but no, they have a great division. I mean, it, it's not... They got a stacked talent. Legend, but They just still are a little sexist. Like, they don't push the women... You know, they did for, like, a year and a half. They tried to give them more time. But they Yo, were back to... Somebody is a vampire? I don't want to hear that shit. There is, Chris. His name is Alistair Black. I want somebody to be a vampire, and then one of his moves is he bites you, and then you become a vampire, and not... Now you're part of his team. <laughs> what about teams, though? We didn't even talk about teams. Like, the best clicks. The Hardy Boys. Wow. The Hardys. The Hardy Boys, yeah, yeah. Team Bro, the I Dudley like, Boys. I feel like... Oh, the you guys are talking about tag teams. I'm talking about... Oh. Like, like NWO, DX, oh. Domination. The Yo, I'm not going to front. I think, DX, I think DX is one of the biggest and most amazing mastermind plans ever created. They had people walking around saying, suck it. And it was like, uh, acceptable. Like, uh, they were just, they were everything they shouldn't have been, and they were so good at it. Like, if you ask my junior high school self, he's going to say DX, because that was like the time. Mm-hmm. You know, kinda more in it. But I feel like, if you look at, in my opinion, the best, uh, like, team shit, in terms of, like, they had the uh, runtime, the most wrestlers, and like in terms of marketing, it was crazy. It would be DX, but then it would be NWO. 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 
But like NWO, when that shit came out, it, everybody wanted to have that shirt. Everybody wanted to be down with that shit. Like it was. And everybody was doing the too sweet. Yeah, everybody was doing this shit. You know, and then the Wolfpack, you know, like the, the, the red and black, when they came out. But I got you guys. The best team ever assembled was one that wasn't even a squad on television. It was called the Click. It was Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. They weren't on. They weren't on the television. But all those guys, all those teams you're mentioning, it was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, uh, Kevin Nash, uh, and Six, which is X Pac or whatever. And those guys would be on the bus with the Undertaker. He was on there too. He wasn't. He wasn't part of the clique, but he would. Or like the Undertaker would ride with certain people. He didn't ride with everybody. He probably had the most cocaine in his fucking bus. Yo, I can't. <laughs> you don't think about cocaine? Yo, I cannot. That, that's the one be, thing you think about. So you think about all those legends in a bus, and the first thing that comes is head. They probably uh, have a load of cocaine. There's a wild story about uh, you think, you a think plane, I'm- ride, uh, plane ride that Ric Flair talked about. I forgot the fucking story. But they went crazy, and Hogan had a fight with somebody on an airplane. Bro, you going to tell me Ric Flair? Uh, oh, didn't um, this dude have a fight on that plane? Brock Lesnar? No, nah, this was before Lesnar. You're telling me Ric Flair was not on cocaine every single day? That's just his natural Woo! style, bro. Flair had, Flair had it all, too. He was. Flair had and it all, too. He could, he'll he could tell you that he on the mic. He had swagger. He, he could back it up. He's always been the swaggiest. Um, uh, but I only like Ric Flair as a bad guy. I don't like him as a good guy. Yeah, he was corny as a good guy. He was always good as a bad guy. Like Hogan. Hogan talking that talk on the mic. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Nash was like that too. I feel like when he was when he was a heel, he was always better. I mean, big guys like that, they're always naturally better to have like as a bad guy. So well, I'll see you guys next Tuesday for another episode. Jayla, are you in next Tuesday or you'll be broadcasting live from I'm here. Five or Boca Raton's. Uh, no, I'll be in New York City still, darling. We don't move. We don't go to Florida until Wednesday. Okay, so I'll see you guys next week. Try to stay alive. This Wednesday. I know there's one tomorrow. There's a there's a there's a bunch of good fights on that card too. And then there's a there's two cards coming up. So the one that's coming up on Wednesday, that's on Fight Pat on uh, ESPN Plus. You can see the whole thing on ESPN Plus. So it's not a pay per view. The I'm next pay per view is in June. I'm gonna be playing Grand Theft Auto. I just I just started playing that shit again. Oh, that's great! Thank you for. Uh... Yo, I'm gonna finish watching that documentary on hallucinogens. Oh, let me know, bro. Psychedelics. That's what it is. Yeah, I want to. I want to, but I want. I said I was. I'm gonna do it. Do it in the desert. Justin, are you in? Okay. Yeah. Not there. He left. Michael mute, darling. He left. He left. He disappeared from the. What about Clarence? Oh wait. Wait. You know what I'm gonna do? Every show, I'm gonna have Justin come on camera and do like Russell Simmons, 
and say, what was it that Russell used to say on Dev Comedy Jam? I don't know, bro. I, I didn't really Martin watch. would always tell Russell, I'm going to look it up. Martin would always have <laughs> Russell come on stage, and he would always push him to say something. And Russell Simmons will always say the same shit. Good night and God bless. See you next week. Yo. Yeah, Justin should say something like that. But he has to do it like a Russell Simmons voice. Well, but- you got to do it with the hat, just like here. The hat has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Simmons voice. Shout out to, you know. Oh, yeah, Maria Crackers. <laughs> Justin, take us home, Justin. You got to appear, though, on camera. He said no. Fuck that. So All right, y'all. Hat today. We didn't. I missed the hat. Damn. Justin, you're not gonna say goodbye to us. Oh, you don't fuck with y'all. Yeah, shit, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna unmute Justin's mic. Justin. All right. I'll see you guys next week. I'm still in the honeymoon phase in that place. <laughs> Mike Piazza. I still oh. love you though. Oh wait.